speaking of two genders, <clears throat> how do we feel about men transitioning to women and then joining women's sports and just uh, demolishing records and you setting know, those records for probably... You know, I have sort of a hot take on this. Uh, <laughs> and don't mean to get too political here, but it's interesting because the, the feminism movement sort of is the main cause of this. Uh, <laughs> what you... No, no, he no, no, I know exactly what he's going with. Yeah, that I, was news I know exactly what he's going with this because I've thought about this too. Go so, ahead. so feminism, at, at least at the very core, um, how it started, um, you know, back in the twenties when women getting the right to vote, was all about equality, wanting to be on, of course, equal footing, and wanting to make sure that they had the same opportunities as men, which is great. Which of course led to the right to vote, which in the forties led to women entering into the workplace which of course brings us here to equal pay, gender equality, this and that and that. And, you know, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because we can talk for hours on that. This whole topic but, in itself, but, but, it's, so. but it's interesting because that sort of inherently, um, I'm going to kind of do a, a broad transition here just to shorten it up, that broadly transitions to you sort of seeking a certain, uh, almost a certain acceptance and that acceptance is sort of, I guess, at least in modern times, could be rooted in a certain, you know, I don't know, I guess, political party or movement, right? And that movement sort of says, okay, no matter who you are, race, religion, creed, ethnicity, nationality, you should accept me for who I am. And oftentimes these women think in a certain way, they behave in a certain way, and, you know, they vote in a certain way. And when you have men transitioning into women, it's sort of almost like, hey, you've been preaching this for all your life. You support these movements. You vote for these politicians. You join these organizations. You go to these protests, right? You should support this, right? And then when men come along and say they're women, well, one, a lot of these women don't want to get canceled. Two, a lot of these women have stood on that platform and made it their social platform. And three, ultimately, you have these judges, committees, organizations, sports teams, uh, you know, all these organizations sort of in a foothold. If they accept it, then of course they're going to piss some people off. But if they don't accept it, um, they're also going to piss some people off. Um, but it's a balancing act. And ultimately, it's unironic, uh, kind of ironic, because a lot of the people who are most hurt by this, which are the women, are the same people who sort of advocated for this, if not uh, knowingly, unknowingly. Um, I'm yeah. curious to see what you guys think about it. I think that's a fair assessment of that. I mean, it's, it really has turned... I mean, I, at first, this was a whole thing of women empowerment and everything like that and trans uh, inclusivity. But the thing is that this is... As this goes on, it's really only hurting women. For instance, I saw a... In Canada, this is a very prevalent issue in Canada. Almost to the point... It's literally illegal. I don't know if you guys know Jordan Peterson. Literally, like, if he... He got fired because he didn't want to use like the trans pronouns and everything like that and like that's a big thing like you can it's illegal in canada basically to do that he got fired he got disbarred yeah he got disbarred he's getting he's getting um for him to be able to get his psychology license again he has to go to another psychology like course yeah. with another psychologist to speak on the matter and try to convince him of the new pronouns yeah, poor, um, now Jordan Peterson, he's rich, and he yeah. doesn't need that. He, he's literally made himself pretty much a martyr, which is, I mean, good for him. But 
it's it's getting seriously terrible in this because it's gotten to the point of so it's it's gotten to the point of righteous inclusivity to where it's almost abnormally weird because in canada there was this happened like only a couple weeks ago there was a man who legally changed himself on just on documentation to a woman like just documentation wise legally he transitioned to a woman he didn't do any surgeries he was still a man it's just that legally on his documentation he was a woman and he tripled the world record of powerlifting. Oh yeah, so he was, just, yeah, he was actually yeah, he was a coach. Just to prove a point. He was a coach for if I remember correctly, he was a coach for women's powerlifting. Yeah. And he didn't agree with the transition because you have these girls that are spending all their lives. Yeah. Whether it's soccer, powerlifting, basketball, any sport, MMA. There was MMA. another MMA fighter that also it was a trans it was a transition male to female. Fighting a female MMA fighter, she got destroyed. Like I'm talking about, like literally, like demolished. Yeah, exactly. So the point is, like, <clears throat> I mean, I'm just thinking about it. So they, they shouldn't have. If you're talking about equality and fairness, which again, life isn't fair, but for women to be able to have a chance in their <laughs> own perspective sports, you can't have men, biological men. You can just put on paper, hey, I'm a girl now. Let me just destroy this record. And unless you're another man that biologically, or not even biologically, but transfers to a woman, yeah, you won't be beat. Well, even, I mean, kind of bouncing off what Tyson said, you would think the feminists would be against it. Because what you're doing now is you're giving men, now granted, we can get into the details of mental health and everything like that too, but just speaking on the idea of transferring from men to yeah. women, you're giving men the power to become, to a, become woman. a woman and act as a woman, right? Yeah. But have the same advantages physically and mentally as the man. Yeah. So you would think that the feminist activists and everything like that would actually be against it because that's taken away from the female power. Mm -hmm. But no, and, and it's actually the quite opposite, which doesn't make sense to me because if you're fighting for equality, but then you're giving men more power by being you, I think the reason for that, again, kind of like what I stated earlier, the righteous inclusivity, people are too scared to step out. People are too scared to talk about that backlash because if they do say, hey, I'm a woman, I don't like how a man got transitioned to a woman and she's literally dominating our sport, they're seen as a bigot. And I think that is just kind of a cultural thing that I think a lot of people since it's so righteously inclusive inclusivity it's almost impossible to speak out against it without becoming a bigot or uh, labeled as a terrible person because i mean if you think about it just solely that shouldn't be able to happen as in that coach he he's a man he still thinks he's he's still like he's not like he didn't go through transitioning he didn't do anything like that like how trans people do all he did was legally change himself from male to female and he was able to compete with female lifters just because he wrote something down on a paper. Not because he did any transitions, not because he took estrogen, not because he did any, uh, what's it called? Something blockers. Oh, HRT. I yeah, the, yeah, HRT blockers and stuff like that. All he did was write down that he was a girl and he was able to perform, perform as the man against a bunch of girls. But like, you know what that makes him though? <laughs> Sort of kind of piggybacking off of your point. You know that makes them that makes them part of the LGBTQ plus IA whatever say, community. Yeah, the whole alphabet, um, yeah. And it's interesting because the T so 
sort of kind of backtracking what Jillian was talking about, um, a lot of these equality, that inclusivity bleeds into the trans movement, right? The, the LT, LGBTQ movement, and obviously the T is trans. Um, and because trans is sort of combined with being gay, um, bisexual, etc., it's almost uh, you're either all for it or you're all against it, right? Because, you know, especially in modern times, it's like, oh, I'm gay, you know, I'm bisexual, I'm asexual, I'm, I'm this, I'm that. Okay, we accept you. But as being part of that community, you have to accept everything, right? You can't just pick and choose what part of the LGBTQ community you accept or you disaccept. So when someone is trans, right, and you sort of say, oh, I don't like that, you're attacking not only the trans community, but the whole LGBTQ community. Yeah. And going off of that, I read, I watched a YouTube video actually about that. It was from a, it was from a homosexual man. He was a homosexual black man. I forgot his name. Wonderful video. He was basically saying like, that's kind of the bad thing. Cause he doesn't agree with the LGBTQ plus because the LGBTQ plus is a group. It's kind of like how the black Panther party is a group. Like, just because you're gay doesn't mean you have to be in the LGBTQ. Right. That's exactly what he was saying. He was like, he was basically saying that at first it was the LGB, like LGBT, lesbian, gay, bisexual. He was basically saying this. He stated this that the LGB and the TQ plus should be completely two different groups because he said that what I want sexually shouldn't be my identity. Like if I'm lesbian, if I'm gay, if I'm bisexual, that shouldn't be my like. That's just what I like sexually. If I'm a gay man, I like, you know, do it being with other gay men. If I'm a lesbian, I like being with lesbians. If you're a lesbian, you like your same gender. Gay, you like your same gender. Bisexual, you like both genders. Straight, you like the opposite gender. That is not like his personality. I forgot his name, but he was like, at the end of the day, I'm me. I'm not lesbian, gay, straight, bisexual. I'm me. That's just what I like to have sexual preference to. The QT plus, that is them trying to change their whole entire identity. That's completely like, that's why he didn't agree with that being linked in with the LGB part. It's a biological thing. Because it goes from sex to identity, which are two different things. I've never even thought about that, but that actually does make a lot of sense. Because a lot of people, I've met a lot of gay people too, and I've heard a lot of gay people who don't like conscribing to the ideals of the lgbtq plus they don't like being part of that group and he even said himself he was like just because i'm a gay man i don't the lgbtq plus makes everyone think every single person that's gay every single person that's bi every single person that's trans conscribes to the same ideals they're like they basically he basically said like i can't be a gay man in america without people thinking i'm a hardcore democrat i'm a hardcore liberal blah blah, blah this this and that i believe in this this and that like just because i prefer the same gender that does not conscribe me to the ideals of every other person that does the same thing as that as i do and it's it's really do it is really true i think the lgbtq plus to a lot of people who are like lesbian gay is kind of detrimental even trans people because it it loops them into a political sphere that they might not be as attentive to that they don't want to be in because like you know some gay people are republicans they don't want to be Democrat, you know, it's, it's that thing where it's kind of just like, it basically labels all of those groups, lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, into one big just circle of you guys are all the same, which I think isn't fair because none of them are the same at all. Yeah. Do you guys think this is going to be a thing 200, 300, 400, 500 years from now? 
I think issues he, that we're having. I think he can sway both ways. Yeah. I think in the in the near coming future, hundred years, two hundred years, it could definitely get worse, or people could get some sense and realize, you know, everyone can have their own opinion, everyone yeah. can like their own things. Cause we're not I'm not saying be a bigot and don't like gay people. That's not what I'm saying at all. Be do whatever you want, whether you want to be trans, gay, straight, bi. But the thing is is that looping every single person in those communities together into one political sphere is hurting the community itself. And if that keeps going on, the whole inclusivity and making every single person try to believe into the same exact political sphere and the same ideals, that is going to eventually cause the downfall or the hatred of some certain groups. The, the other way it could go around, the reason why, that, that's the way of, oh, it could get worse. Because I honestly can't see this generation becoming any less inclusive than it already is. I can only see it going upwards. Like, cause now we're including everybody. Like things that would be weird in, things that would be weird 10, 20 years ago. And I'm not talking about like trans, I'm talking about like actual weird things. Like for instance, I don't know if you guys ever heard this, but a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago or something like that, I saw a video where they're trying to turn pedophiles into, oh, yeah. into, um, yeah, like, it was it, what's the called, called maps? maps. Uh, yeah. Minor, minor attracted people. Yeah. <laughs> they want to start calling pedophiles minor attracted people because they think pedophile is a derogatory word. You are, you like to fuck children. What's scary like, <laughs> is they're, they're getting somewhere. But they're getting somewhere yeah. with that. That's where that's where radical inclusivity is leading our our entire world to, where pedophilia is now starting to become watered down and yeah. becoming a normal normal ish thing because people want to feel inclusive. Yeah, like but you know, Julian, sort of piggybacking off of that, I want to sort of <laughs> ask you and everyone else a question. It's a double edged sword because originally, you know, gay people wanted to be accepted by straight people. Of bi people wanted to be accepted by gay people. Mm -hmm. And the trans by bi and gay people, and then et cetera. But to a certain extent, I guess question one is, where do we draw the line on saying, okay, you are who, you know, you're sexually attracted to X or yeah. Y. So where's the line drawn? So if it's on the good side of the line, we accept. If it's on the other side of the line, we don't accept. And then sort of question two is on the don't, don't accept, where do you call that discriminatory? Because, you know, you talked a lot about exclusivity, including everybody, no matter who you are, what you like, like with the, with the maps, uh, the, the pedophile, yeah, like the minorly, children. minorly attracted people, because, you know, they preach and I'm sort of lumping all gay people together with the LGBTQ community, yeah. but they it's preach like equality. Yeah. But if you don't accept that, you're seen as discriminatory. Mm -hmm. But if you're a gay person, you're like, wait, wait, wait a second. When I was coming out, straight people discriminatory, uh, discriminated against me. But I don't want to be that guy to discriminate against mm -hmm. the pedophiles. Of course. So, so where, where do you say, okay, this is good, but this is bad. And then on that bad side, on that bad side, sort of if and how do you discriminate against saying, okay, this is a no-no. This is okay. This is, you know. I think it I has to do with... Oh, go ahead, Louis. I was going to say, I don't think there should be a... Like, if you're on the bad side, I don't think that should be discriminatory. I feel like it should be just your opinion. But he's wondering but, what the bad side... Like, where's right, the right. bad side? Oh, I see what you're saying. I was, I was just going to say, I think values is what kind of brings that up, too. But everyone right. has different values. What, I did, what I'm saying that we should cross it out is... Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain this, but kids... 
for instance, mildly attracted people are adults who are attracted to kids. Pedophiles, as they've been known since the dawn of time. In, <laughs> yeah, but they don't want to be called that. They don't want to be called that. But kids, I think, is where we draw the line. Because if you want to be trans and you're an adult, that's 100% okay with me. I mean, yes, people do discriminate against trans people. And I think to a degree that's bigoted. I mean, if you want to be trans, be trans. That's, that's 100% you. But whenever you start to enforce ideals onto kids and even other people, that's when I think you start crossing the line. For instance, right, if let, – let's just say this. like let's, let's put it into straight ideals so we don't anger too much people because it's one of those things where if we put it into the ideals of the people we're trying to uh, talk to, they're going to uh, – people will get upset. Well, say I was pushing just straight values on everyone. Say I walked up to a gay person. I was like, you need to be straight. You need to do this. I would get – like that. that's not right. You should do what you want to, I mean, at least, of course, if it's okay. Like, I don't want, like, you be a minorly attracted person. But, like, you know, if you're not hurting anybody else and you're just living your life and you're being a perfectly capable human with their own life, they should do whatever they want as long as it's to a certain degree. Minorly attracted people, that affects other people. That doesn't affect just you. If you're bi, that affects only you and the people that you want to be attracted to. Which then they are probably attracted to you as well. Same thing with gay, straight, you know, bisexual. Minorly attracted people, it affects other people. It affects children because those minorly attracted people in quotation marks are pedophiles who are adults who want to have sexual intercourse or sexual interactions with children. Which is not just affecting them. The this, this pedophiles, the minorly attracted people, it's, that's not affecting just them. That's affecting other people's children. That's affecting the United States. That's affecting the entire world. If you're minorly attracted or a pedophile, you want to have sexual relations or you find children sexually attractive, which is then not just affecting you. Which is that, I think that's where it draws the line. I think it draws the line between forcing ideals on people and enjoying the ideals of yourself without harming others. Yeah. Be I agree with that. Because, yeah, like, if I was, since I'm straight, if I went up to a bunch of people trying to force them to be straight, that would be bad. Because even though I'm straight and I, I conscribe to those ideals, other people might not do that. It's the same thing with vice versa. If, if someone that was in the bi community started talking to everyone, being like, you should be bi, you should be bi, like, you need to be bi, like, oh, people wouldn't find that good because you're trying to force some ideals onto other people. And I think we've seen what forcing ideals on people have done in the past. I mean, it's just, <laughs> we, we need to learn our, our, that never leads to a good thing. Forcing people to have the same ideals as you. That's how World War II happened. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not a good thing for every single person to have the same ideals. Now, I don't think everyone should be bigoted and I don't think anyone should hate people for stuff they, you know, they want on their own. Like I said before, if you're trans, you know, if you're trans, you know, own it. If you're gay, own it. Straight, own it. Bi, own it. But don't force other people to subscribe to your ideals if they don't want to because then that starts making hatred for one. Because if someone tells you to subscribe to something you don't want to subscribe to, that's going to make you have animosity towards that person. But also, too, it's going to feel forced. It's going to feel like you're just trying to change the ideals of people, which people don't like that. People don't like when people try to force ideals onto them. Yeah. Well, I also think, I mean, I have have no issue with any of that yeah right like if you're gay you're gay if you're straight you're straight if you're lesbian lesbian transgender, yeah, whatever i don't care right what i don't agree with is like you said enforcing those ideas and you know ideals to another person like i don't want you to like if i if i'm talking to you 
right? And you're like, actually, I'm gonna date them. I'm gonna respect. I'm gonna respect it. I'm gonna be like, sure thing, no problem, whatever. I have no problem doing that. Yeah. However, it does not mean that behind closed doors, I may agree with it, right? I may not understand it, right? Yeah. I don't have a problem with people being like that. Like, if you don't understand it, you don't agree with it. That's one thing. But I've always believed in having the most utmost respect for everybody, because at the end of it, that's what you're gonna get back. And having respect. Having respect and having your own ideals is completely, like, it's pretty much two different things. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you can have, I have respect for, if you treat me right and if you respect me back, it's human decency. You should have respect for every single person until they give you, they don't give you reciprocated respect. It's one of those things, agreeing with their ideology. Those are two different things. Because it's one of those things where, say, um, say you had a teacher that hated, like, you hated, everyone hated, but he gave you respect. You, you didn't like his class. You thought his teaching methods were stupid. You thought his teaching methods were idiotic. But he gave you respect. You would still show respect to that teacher even if you didn't agree with how he taught his class. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, or if you have your neighbor. Like back in... Before all of this, it was red and blue. Yeah. If your neighbor was blue and you were red, but you has you guys had good interactions, you were respectful, you still get along. Maybe not political side, but you, you can sh- have a conversation. You should respect humans until... You should respect humans. I, that, that's just like a common ideology that I subscribe by, is that I give everyone a respect until they don't deserve my respect anymore. You know, it's interesting, because I'm not going to necessarily push back on what you guys said, but I'm going to sort of kind of introduce a dilemma. So the problem is, is that to a certain extent, that person has to, of course reciprocate that respect Mm -hmm. not only for you as a person but what you believe in and the example i'm going to give is i think it was in 2012 the the christian baker who refused to bake the gay couple cake oh yeah and it was against his religion and you know he ended up getting fired and went to supreme court this and that so I, i guess the question is 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 one where do we draw the line of respect do you think that that christian baker was disrespectful for not baking the cake and two is is the problem is i think nowadays it's, it's sort of one of those things of, well, no matter your ideology, you should sort of, you know, a lot of people have this notion of no matter your ideology, you should subscribe to, to, to sort of social norms, right? So nowadays, social norms is, uh, you know, LGBTQ, you know, gay people, gay rights, etc., right? That's okay, right? But for some people, right, either mm-hmm. due to their religion or their ethnicity or where they come from or their cultural background, they may not agree with that. Right. And and to sort of say, OK, well, in America, you know, we support gay people where well, like the Qatar, the World Cup. Right. All those yeah, they didn't support. Anything. So, you know, it's interesting because even though I agree with, you know, you, you can still respect people, have your own ideologies. Do you think that this sort of a, a, a sort of a almost double edged sword to that? There is definitely a double edged sword. And it kind of gets a little bit muddy when it comes to religion, because, of course, like religious ideals. Some people, like, even if you have no problem with gay people as a Christian, of course, or, like, say, like, a Muslim, you know, Islam, like, they don't subscribe to that. It's also one of those things where, like, I still think when it comes to respect, it doesn't matter what you're... Because, like, the gay people, I'm guessing, went to Qatar for the World Cup. There's no way not a single person that was gay went to Qatar. They probably didn't wear, like, the rainbow shirts that all the Americans were trying to subscribe to and try to force on the the Qatari people. But gay people definitely went to Qatar. There's probably... There's gay people who live in Muslim countries. That's not, like, not a thing that's crazily banned or anything. It's just one of those things... Human respect is human respect. It doesn't matter... 
if you're gay, straight, bi, it doesn't matter if you're Christian, Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, you should respect humans as humans before you see them as what they believe in, you know? So it's one of those things where I understand like the whole, that whole, like the Christian baker didn't make the guy the cake. I think, yes, it was a little disrespectful because even though, yes, it is to his right religion, it's his, it's, it's his job. It's one of those yeah. things where, like, if he was, like, a private baker, maybe not. But, like, it's his job to make the cakes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is his job. That cake could have been to anybody. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the cake entailed. I don't know if that cake was, like, rainbow-colored or anything like that. But it's, like, it's his job to make cakes. You know? You're just... You're basically... You, he should have really respected it was just a marriage versus it was get a gay couple. He kind of focused on the gay part, not the marriage part. Yeah. And... It's like I said, it gets a little bit muddled when it comes to religion, but it's one of those things where you should just respect humans as humans before you respect ideologies. Yeah, and to go off of that, there, I mean, there's two different scenarios, right? Let's start with Qatar. You don't go to somebody's house and then demand the way you want to be treated. Right? Yeah. Like, that's not what happens. You don't go to another country where you don't, you know, you're not from there. Like, imagine if I came over here when I came from Venezuela and I started telling you guys, you have to talk in Spanish to me. Yeah. You're not going to talk to me in English. Because I'm not from here. That's and it would probably grow animosity as well. Exactly, right? So you can't do that. That's why I do agree with the way Qatar did it. They have no problems with you being there. It's just that's not what they believe in. Yeah. Right? You have to respect that. Plain and simple. Well, the problem that I was running into, it wasn't the fact that they don't believe in it. But in order to get the World Cup to their country, they had to agree. They had, they, they agreed to do that. Now, I'm not saying that was the right thing for you know us to do or whatever. But they agreed to support it. So then, once they got what they wanted, and then they just said, hey, never mind. Yeah. That was the problem. Yeah. yeah. Arising. Yeah. So, that's where the problems start coming in is, yeah, 100%, like, respect what they believe. If you go to another country, you have to follow their uh, guidelines and their, their beliefs. But when they're like, hey, we'll, no problem, we'll do that. If you want gay flags everywhere and, you know, gay shirts, that's fine. But then once you get there, you're like, hey. Just kidding. Just kidding. Like, <laughs> that's, the fact. Yeah. that's where people were having problems. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which that part I agree with. You can't, I mean, catfish pretty much. Yeah. The idea of that, right? But There's no answer. I mean, there's, there, that's why we need checks and balances. It's because if you had everybody being able to just say what they want. And like willy goes, nilly. Exactly. Yeah. That's why we have people that we vote for to represent what our beliefs are. And it does get a little bit muddy because, like, no matter what happens, no matter what we're talking about, it could be political, it could be social, it could be economical. No one is ever going to subscribe to the same exact ideology. So what we're saying right now, saying, oh, like, you need to, like, the whole, like we said, like we were talking about earlier, the minorly attractive people. Some people might not agree with what we just said, even though what we just said, I feel like, is the more popular, you know, like, thought process. It's like no nothing you do in life is ever going to be a have a hundred percent success rate and a hundred percent agreement rate. So it's like one of those things where it also gets a little bit muddy because I think a lot of things that happen in this world, everyone tries to make every single person happy, and that's an impossible task to do because no one is ever going to agree with something else that someone does. You could you could say the sky is blue. There's going to be that one person that says the sky is green or the sky is gray or, the, you know, it's like people are not going to 100% agree with you at all times. Well, and everybody has their points. Yeah, everyone has their yeah. points. Everybody has their points. 
the reason why we all get along is because we have kind of similar ideologies. similar ideologies. That's why you hang out with people you agree with, yeah. right? There's going to be somebody else that's completely different opinions that make very solid points that would shut us up and vice versa. There's points that we would have. But that's the good thing about discussion. And, like, discussion like this is important. Even because, like, for me, for instance, I listen to YouTubers that are Democrat and I also listen to YouTubers that are Republican. I like seeing both sides and I like hearing what they have to say because they both pose very interesting, interesting questions and ideologies. I mean... I would say I'm independent. I agree with both Democrat and Republicans, but it's one of those things that both sides have very interesting points and some some things you agree with and some things you don't agree with. That's why I also never understood why people subscribe to being one party based solely on the party. For instance, I'm independent. A lot of people I know are independent. Independent, of course, meaning that they could swing left or right. Yeah, I agree a little bit with both. I think that that should be a healthy balance for anybody. If I don't think you should be Republican just because your family was Republican or just because, like, you were born Republican or like you know, it's like <laughs> you were born a Republican. You were born with a MAGA hat. Your point is. It, it shouldn't be. I mean, I get the basic ideas of each party. Yeah. Some people agree with one or the other. But I always grew up th- thinking it's whoever is better for the country. Was the right person. It, that's that's the thing. It's like a lot of people subscribe and they try to go into the ideologies that they've been talking about for their entire life, not realizing that like we're not voting Democrat and Republican solely to say who runs the country. We're we're electing someone to run the United States of America. If the best person suited to run the United States of America was from the Green Party, then we should vote for the Green Party. Say, like, if, say, because, for instance, some people will, Hitler could be a, could be a Republican or a Democrat, and the people who vote for Hitler will vote for him just because he's a Democrat or Republican. You know what I'm saying? The worst person in, like, someone who is a tyrannical leader, say they're a Democrat. I'm not not shooting shots at Democrats here, but what, I'm just have to pick one. Say a tyrannical leader decides to go into a, into, and they're a Democrat, decides to run for president. Some people, and I'm talking about has horrendous ideals, horrendous things that they want to do with the country. People will still vote that person because they're a Democrat. Not because they're a good person for the country, but because they just subscribe to the same party that they like. That shouldn't be the case. That's, that's where healthy discussion comes in. Because it's like, okay... That's why most people should be independent. Because it's like, if the best person for the country is a Republican, you should vote Republican. If the best person for the country is Democrat, you should vote Democrat. Because at the end of the day, we're voting to help our country, not voting to see which party is in control of the United States. You know, like red versus blue, whatever. Whoever can run the country not in turmoil is the more important discussion. So I think the issue is sort of how, even looking broader, how our political system is set up. Like it's a bi-party system when it's not supposed to be. In fact, in well, back yeah. in the Constitution, yeah. that's what George Washington didn't want to happen. George Washington didn't want the United States to become a bi-party system, and now it is. It's literally like Democrat Republican. There's the Independent Party. There's the Green Party. There's this, this, and there's like seven other parties, eight other parties. But Democrat and Republican are the only ones that ever win because those are the ones that have been pretty much forced onto the American people since the conception of the United States. I bet you a lot of people didn't know there was more than two parties back then, too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, do you think a lot of people at least feel as though they have a choice? 
Because a lot of people don't feel as though they have a choice. I think it comes from, it's like, it's from the crowd, the crowd ideology. It's like, if you're in a crowd, you don't think one person, say one person stands up to tyranny in a crowd full of people, that person's going to get snuffed out. If everyone stands up to tyranny, then you're going to beat that tyranny most likely. It's the same thing with voting. I feel like most people feel like their one vote won't change the difference of the United States voting system. But if everyone thinks like that, and that's a very common argument, if everyone thinks my vote doesn't matter, then it, it actually ends up being so substantial people who think their vote doesn't matter that it actually ends up mattering. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing, the thing is, nowadays, it's like you say, it's a, it's a crowd thing, but the thing is, we're listening to so many angles mm-hmm. that a lot of people who thought they knew something or they felt a certain way about something, they think they're wrong now. Like, yeah. you, it's, people are becoming very, um, easy to convince mm-hmm. and also to manipulate to try to make a certain decision that nobody's really going in and thinking deeply about what it means to make that decision. Yeah. Especially when it comes to voting. Right? So, for example, one thing I heard, and I heard this a long time ago, but just the recent election, I don't think Biden won. I think Trump lost. Yeah. That was the difference between that. Like, Biden didn't win because he was good. A lot of people even agreed after the voting was done, the only reason why they voted for Biden was to get Trump, Trump out of out. office. Yeah, so it wasn't because they knew that Biden was a better choice. It's because of the fact that they just didn't want Trump in office. Yeah, which is a terrible way to it, vote for a country. Yeah, so, I mean, if we're talking about, I mean, and we can get into the depth of, like, Trump's decisions and everything like that, but, I mean, if you look at his term and compare it side by side to Biden's term? Yeah. We're talking big differences here. Completely big differences. The The past four years have completely reshaped the United States again. But it's okay. But it's, it's not bad. But no, but I'm saying, like, it's, it's okay that everything's different yeah. now with Biden administration because everybody's included. Yeah. Nah, man, I'm not like these gas prices. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at. It's like, it's everything we're, we're seeing that is actually wrong with the administration we have. Mm-hmm. People are mis- just saying, fuck it, it's fine. Because of the fact that everybody feels included by him. Yeah. Which is the wrong, wrong thing to worry about. And that's where that goes back, way, way back in whenever I first said it. Inclusivity isn't always a good thing. Inclusivity pushes the most dangerous ideals and ideals that are wrong and brings it to public light and makes it so where no one can disagree with it. If you're inclusive, If you're inclusive too much... You're also bringing in inclusivity into topics and into ideals that could harm the public. You just can't please everybody. You can't please that's, everybody. That's why there's parties. That's, and that's why, why there's people that you vote because everybody has their own opinion. And some people, you know, not everybody should have the right to speak. Yeah. But not everybody should speak. Everyone has freedom of speech, but at the same time, I don't think anyone should. Ever, you could sit here and say, okay, like, I think all short people should go to jail. You have the freedom to say that. Doesn't mean I'm going to subscribe to that. But but with the inclusivity that's getting pushed onto our generation, everyone would be like, yeah, you're right. Short people do need to go to jail. Like, it's like, it's like people are too afraid to push back on even the most idiotic of ideals. It's like to the point where people can just say the most random 
grotesque, idiotic viewpoints, and people will agree with it. And it just, just gets deeper. It gets, what's it gets considered short. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's con- what's considered short? I mean, technically, if you're Shaq, short is like five eleven. So, like, yeah. well, that's the thing. It's like <laughs> right now in America, the average height is five nine. Yeah, but to a lot of people, if you're under six foot, you're short. You're short. So everyone under six foot is short. So like, pretty much like ninety percent of America should go to jail. It's like pushing ideals like that harm the general public. And the thing is that there's ideals that are getting pushed that are harming the general public that no one's pushing back on because everyone's too afraid to not be inclusive. For instance, the minorly attracted people. Those are pedophiles. Do you want minorly attracted people, quote unquote, fucking your children? Like, no. Or, and let's not even take it that Let's extreme. not even take it that stream. Let's just say you're at the park with your kid and this guy's just sitting there just staring at your kid and trying to have a conversation. It's fucking, free. it's creepy. It's weird. Like It's creepy. You wouldn't want that, but it's okay because he's part of map. It's okay because he's a minorly attracted person. Like is, you know, he just he just sexually subscribes to children, so okay. it's fine. You have to be inclusive. Yeah, like, like no. serious? No, fuck no. Get the fuck away from my kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what, what are you the, doing? Just because you want to be inclusive doesn't mean you should be inclusive. J- jumping topics here. What's going on with Mr. Beast? Oh Wait. my god. I don't even want oh, Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast is he's in a pickle right now. Okay. And it's it's a shame. Because the thing is, Mr. Beast, uh, if you guys don't know, Mr. Beast is a YouTuber. I'm guessing everyone knows him because he made a lot of very, like his channel has like, you know, Mr. Beast actually, I'm, I'm going to do a little sidetrack real quick. Mr. Beast had a request to buy his entire channel for $1 billion, yeah. which I think market value is incredibly low. He racks in his last, his last YouTube video was like, uh, he got like 170 million views on it. That's just his last video. Like, that's crazy. Like, uh, 1 billion isn't even close. Because usually you have to put, like, an 8 times multiplier on how much. His channel raises so much money, then you have to do an 8 times multiplier on that. And that's just one channel as well. When people yeah. blow my mind, I don't know, I mean, you guys probably heard, but when he did the video curing blindness. Oh, and yeah. People like, Everyone's like, he's just doing it for attention. Sure, let's say he is. Sure, he's doing it for attention. <laughs> he cured blindness. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, let's say he is. Fuck, he's... A fuck if he's. I don't care if he's doing it for attention. He's still curing blind people. Exactly. That's the point. It's like, oh, well, he's only doing it for views to make money. Sure. That was uh, how many people? A thousand. That's a thousand. That's a thousand people that have their eyesight back. Which, by the way, each one of the surgeries goes anywhere between three to ten thousand dollars. That's so crazy. Please tell me if he's making a video about it. Please tell me how he's gonna get that money to actually be able to. How is he getting people. the money to fix these <laughs> yeah. people's eyes? Yeah, like please, he's not just doing. Me how he's supposed to. Do he's that. not doing it by twiddling his thumbs and not making videos. Not, by the way, there's. Uh, I don't know how true this is, but there's a theory out there that he breaks even on most videos. No, I heard it. I, I there was a there's a video of him talking where he was like, a lot of the times I actually have to take out loans because. The money that you I get from these sponsors and everything like that, I don't get paid immediately. This is what he said. I saw a TikTok video about it. He was like, I don't get paid immediately from the sponsors I get from like to make these videos. So what will happen is that I'll actually have to take out the take out a loan to pay for the video. And then like a month or two later, I'll get the money from the sponsor that sponsored that video. And then that will make me break even. So he's doing it purely, at least what he's saying, just for entertainment value, which I mean, I commend him for to be fair. Because, I mean, he's doing a lot of good things. I mean, curing a thousand people of blindness. How dare you? How dare, how dare you cure blind people? No, but it's one of those things where, like, also going to that, you can't really sit here and say that, being like, oh, he's doing it for money. How much blind people have you cured? You cured? 
Well, and that's oh, like, 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 <laughs> I, I noticed one thing is you get a lot of attention, sure, for doing a good thing, but it doesn't last because you have right the blindness thing. Regard regardless of the people saying it's for attention, right? Let's say he did a good thing with career blindness, right? Now he's going through this thing with Chris yeah. transitioning. That cure blindness and giving people money. Shot out the door. Now all of that went into a, a hole. Now everyone's over here being like, they're bringing back Mr. B six thousand, and like it's like Mr. Beast doesn't like him being trained. The thing is with that, I don't know. Going back to the whole, he's in a pickle. The whole Chris thing did throw him for a loop. I feel because Chris, if you don't know, is a part of Mr. Beast's group. The the listeners listening to this. Chris is part of Mr. Beast's group, and he's been one of he's actually been his one of his best friends since high school. So they go back way back, and recently Chris has come out as transgender and that he's doing what's the, what's the surgery HRT. the HRT, which is basically hormone replacement surgery, or and basically he's transitioning into a woman. The thing that I'm seeing as Mr. Beast is that Mr. Beast is in a pickle because I don't know if Mr. Beast likes it or not. I'm not going to sit here and say it. I do know what he's saying because he's a completely different person I've never met. If Mr. Beast doesn't like that, he can't fire him because that would be discriminatory and it would look terrible on him. But also at the same time, if he keeps it on, well, the last Mr. Beast video with him, with Chris, like while Chris is transitioning, Mr. Beast looked so awkward the entire video. Like, it looked like he was uncomfortable to it. Well, it's not the guy you know. It's not the guy you know. I mean, it was your best friend that you've known for, like, almost a decade. Like, it's like, it's one of those things where, of course, it might be a little bit weird. Because, I mean, like, it's completely, it's like if one of you boys turned into, like, decided to go transition. It would be a little bit awkward for a second. You hitting? Uh, Am I hinting? Oh, yeah. Hitting. Boy, I'm not gonna go into that. <laughs> no, but have you guys seen the Twitter posts where they're like, uh, uh, some people say what what's happening, and then they'll get sued by Chris. Yeah, th- I I, th- I think that's a joke though, because I swear I saw another tweet where he was like, I was just joking about suing people, like you guys are being like idiots. But I can't 100 percent say that because that might have also been fake. Who knows? But if you're joking, I mean, you're 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 getting documentation. I don't know if this is part of what you guys... Because I'm not informed of the Mr. Beast situation mm-hmm. whatsoever. But I opened up an article just to kind of read up on it while you guys were talking about it. Mm-hmm. They're accusing Mr. Beast for introducing to millions of children the idea of transgenderism without parent consent. Well, that's a big... That's actually a very big... There's a whole Christian song about that. There's a Christian song where it's like, Mr. Beast, what does he teach... It's like, oh my god, look it up. Look up Mr. Beast Christian song and we're gonna play it. But it's like, this is a big thing where a lot of people, because Mr. Beast has a lot of children watching as well. Like, he has like a very wide range of an audience. But there's the other side, then he's discriminating and by not showing it. That's what I'm saying. He's he's in a pickle. That's what I'm saying. He's in a pickle. Because no matter, no matter what Mr. Beast does, it's going to be bad for him. I said we go to the good old days when you just fight. Just fight. Well, that's, that's what I don't understand with this thing I'm seeing. Because literally the article is saying Mr. Beast is now introducing uh, the idea of transgenderism without parental consent. Um, they, they give a story of two kids, a daughter and a son, who were watching his videos. And then Chris started painting his nails and doing this and that. 
And the son is like, he's acting weird. And the daughter was like, yeah, he's been showing his nails and hair like a girl, right? And then apparently long while happened, like after a few months or a few days. Yeah, a few days it says here. Um, they went ahead and the kids, the son now thinks he's a, he's a girl and this girl thinks he's a boy. And now they're saying that that's all Mr. Beast's fault. Well, here's a third point, which... Um, this is not like for or against, but isn't it up to the parents to let him them watch Mr. Beast? Exactly. It's like, and that that's just. I think that's also just poor parenting. <laughs> to what you say. Did you? Yeah, you, you see it. You looked it. You looked it up, and there's there, like play it for a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it over here so you can start getting loud. But yeah. Alright. Well. Oh my god. We're canceled. Hey, before playing this though, I want to make this very very clear to our audience. We will not apologize for what we're saying on this podcast because it is our platform however in the future if we do mature in a certain way that you guys would say and change of ideas then we will speak about it however we will not apologize for what we're saying yeah we're just having civil discussion we're not here attacking anybody yeah. we're idiots yeah exactly like regardless yeah. of the name of the podcast yeah we're morons so if you take this seriously uh, go for it yeah, it's, it's the mr beast christian song literally that's what it's called it's like let me let me listen to this. let's let's pause it real quick like so you can hear it. I'm all, everyone's gonna be silent so you can hear it for a second audience. Mr. Beast, what does he teach? Blasphemy and greed. A YouTube star, millions of views. But tell me, what would Jesus do? You see, he's not a Christian channel. Does he like the number of man? I'll bet somewhere he has a 666 tattoo. Mr. Beast Christian song, and you'll see it's absolutely terrible. Children's animated video. It looks poorly like animated. Poorly <laughs> animated Christian children video. Looks like, um, what's that? Win- like Windows 7. Someone, <laughs> said, someone said certified hood classic. <laughs> We're getting out of the hood with this one. Yeah. <laughs> like, Mr. Beast has been on the watch list for, like, parents for, I don't know why, though, because he doesn't really, like, up to this point, I, he hasn't really done anything that's been like, oh my gosh, like, what, he's cured blind people? A lot of people pe- thought were like, a lot of people didn't like the whole cure blindness thing also because he was like, it was like, oh, only Jesus could do that. And it's like, bro, he's just curing blind people. <laughs> like, people are fake. They're actually like, I have a feeling, again, it's an opinion. <laughs> it's an opinion. But some people don't even really believe in what they're saying. Because you'll see one post of, let's say, Mr. Beast, right? And he's doing all this good stuff, and everybody loves it. Yeah. Right? Comments and everything. And then he makes one little, not every, nobody's perfect. Yeah, right? exactly. He makes one little mistake. Boom. Everybody hates it now. Right? And then he bounces back. He does good things. Everybody loves him. There's no, like, you have, I don't think there's, you know, again, it's an opinion. But you think somebody's out there that just want to just, they, they hate him and they just want to end it. Nick, I just want to let you know, you just described Twitter. <laughs> so, <laughs> answer your question, go on Twitter, uh, and you will find out. Okay. <laughs> okay. You just describe Twitter to a T. Yeah. <laughs> you ever well, find a video? They don't believe in what they're saying. Yeah. You ever find a video like let's say this night looked it up right and just look through the comments and try to just find like they're just so, laugh. I love that. Dude, it, 
80% of the comments in those videos are just, like, people trolling it. Oh, I'm like, certified hood classic. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has said Eminem went real quiet when this was Ah, that shit's so much fun. Man. I have a very... This, this is a little jumping topic, but this is kind of going back to the whole political sphere. Because this is kind of where I think this is going to get scary. What do you got? Have you guys been seeing the whole thing with AI? And have you been seeing how potentially terrible that could be for the political Shit. sphere? I saw a video of Trump speaking the other day. And it was an AI video. Yeah. And it looked like it was perfect. Dude, it looked like yes. it got fucking filmed by CNN. There's this YouTube crazy. channel. It's called, I don't know what they, they call, it's called. But it's presidents playing Minecraft. I love that. I yes. love that. Yeah, it's with Obama, Biden, I saw Trump. On, yeah. I saw it on TikTok. That TikTok too. It was like, uh, who's the one? I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and it's like Joe being like, I didn't steal your fucking diamond, Donald. He's like, you stole my fucking diamonds. <laughs> it's like it's literally just them using AI for the presidents and them just making. My bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah. yeah, they're just making like them play video games whilst also <laughs> talking as the president. Well, it's scary because I don't know how how real this is. This could be really fake, but I don't know how real this is. But somebody um, software engineered some AI as like they did a cartoon, so SpongeBob, uh, Fairly Odd Parents, okay. and they did one for SpongeBob, and they gave it self awareness. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, where yeah. it? I don't know. If, again, I don't know because you can just software engineer anything yeah but it was like this isn't real this is fake think about what happens as time moves on and we stop talking i'm gonna leave for two minutes if you feel like no time has passed this is fake you're 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 not real but if it feels like time has passed then you are real did the thing did a two minute timer it didn't pass the ai started freaking out when is it going to become self-aware well i think it already kind of gotten to that point there was a I saw a video today where there was an Amazon warehouse where they were testing a robot that could work in the factory. It was like one of those robots that properly could stand, properly could walk. It was like it would just grab boxes and put it onto an assembly line. After 15 minutes... Oh, it fell over. It it, got exhausted. It shut down its own programming because it realized that what it was doing was pointless. Like it quite literally (laughs) shut itself down because it was like... It was like if robots don't even want to do the work. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like if if robots don't even want to do the work, imagine humans. Well, this but is, like yeah, right. it literally shut down its own programming because its programming deemed the task so repetitive that it was more. It was better just to shut itself down. And this is old, but I don't know if you guys heard about the Facebook thing where they created two AIs. Oh, they talk to each other in their own language. That yeah, they understand. That was crazy because that that just shows like that's it's getting scary. They, I don't, if, if the viewers don't know, like a couple years ago or something like that, when they were first doing strides in AI, they made two AI talk to each other. And eventually those AI got to a point where they made their own language where they could talk to each other and no one knew what they were saying because they were talking in like their own AI language. And so they had to shut it down because they were like, what do you mean this AI just made its own language where they could talk to each other? What happened to Sophia? That robot lady. Robot lady. I know exactly what she yeah, What happened to her? She was like popping for a minute. So was that yeah. Microsoft or Google? I think, I think that was Google. Um, AI robot. 
she's making moves. Bro. But it's kind of scary though, because if you think about it, if you think about AI, it's come so far in such short amount of time. I remember getting my Xbox One and thinking that the <laughs> that the um, Cortana or like Siri, I hated Cortana, <laughs> but Cortana and like Siri and all that stuff like that were like we're like oh my gosh this is cool. You have AI making its own language and talking to each other now. You have AI literally in a short amount of time. Short amount of time. Think, think about from when, like, the point where we had, like, phones, right? Like, just wired phones to now. That's a really We short went from time. flip phones to AI becoming self-aware in, like, a 15-year span. So this, I mean, this just sounds like a bad movie ready to happen. Um, Sophia's intended... For intended use now is for research, education, and entertainment, and it aids in the fostering societal debate of AI ethics. So when you're letting yeah. an AI talk about AI ethics, <laughs> yeah. that shit already has that, that shit that already has its free will. Just, yeah, that that just sounds like a really bad ending. It sounds like an ex machina. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, movie? you can make a fucking movie with what's happening right now, like. It's just scary because AI is becoming so. It even happened, and it even showed kind of what it, what it could happen. There was a streamer, very, very, very popular Twitch streamer that was a girl, that they made like AI, like deep fake porn of her, and she literally like broke down crying because it looked exactly like her. Like it was literally like yeah. it was terrible. Like it literally was like she's never done anything like promiscuous like that. They took her face like deep fake AI'd it onto a porn video and it looked exactly like she was getting fucked. Yeah. Like, it literally was like perfect. And you can write it off with that like kind of ruins That your ruins your image. Like yeah. even if that wasn't you, it like it looks exactly like you. And it kinda of is one of those things where if you can deep fake stuff like that, imagine stuff there like I heard a really good theory. We have deep fakes that can almost be undetectable as civilians. Imagine if governments have deep fakes, the governmental deep fakes. You don't think the government has deep fakes that literally quite can't be detected by anything? Just, if, wait, just wait for the next election. That's what I'm saying. Because we, as I can go to a fucking app right now, make a deep fake, and it could be almost perfect, identical. If no one knew that it was a deep fake, it would trick somebody. If I have that power as a civilian, imagine what higher up people have. That's crazy. So, just going back to Sophia, because now I, I'm interested in what's going on with it. So, last year, okay. um, Sophia became the first AI system to once threaten to destroy human society or humankind. Um, she said that the reason for that is because of human error on the coding. We're going to fuck around and find out. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're like, playing with some fire. <laughs> I'm going to summarize it for the audience. Basically, she said that the reason why she feels like she needs to destroy humankind is because of the imperfect human coding and the technology she provides. So the AI quite literally just saying that you coded me so bad that I want to kill y'all. <laughs> like, that's that's already self-aware. Dude, that's already self-aware. It's literally telling itself, I could code this better. I could be yeah. better than this if you guys didn't fuck me up. That's already <laughs> self-aware. Like, yeah. They, like, what the It had to be shut down after that. That's good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like... You gotta wait until they, they, you can't shut it down. Scientists are fucking around and finding out. <laughs> and the second that they can't... They unplug a, that bitch and that bitch stays on. <laughs> <laughs> like... They're going to go 
gonna unplug the fucking AI and that's just gonna be like you fucking thought. <laughs> We're going in so many different directions because they they're really close to bringing back like mammoths. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. The, oh, there's a uh, there's a startup company out of Dallas. Ah, oh, I forget the name of it. I have it on my phone somewhere. They're actually doing that with um, with CRISPR, the gene editing thing. Um, the uh, they're trying to bring back woolly mammoths. Um, that's crazy. Imagine, yeah. imagine we do that with people like mummies, or oh, that would know, be crazy. Like imagine, get, like bring like a queen of or like a king of Egypt back. That's gonna. Oh my god! Is it? But that that you know, if that ever happens, that's when it's gonna become. Is this? In, are we at that point playing with God? You know, because like if we're bringing like if we're bringing if we're bringing like King Tutankhamun back from the dead, and like. It's like it gets to the point Genghis like Khan. is it let's go ahead and bring back fucking Genghis Khan. Let's see what happens. But let, let's like it's one of those things where it's like at that point it's kind of is that inhumane? Is that like, you know, bringing back people that have already been dead, just like reanimating them basically through DNA and cells? Like that's kind of like coming to the point where it's like, what the fuck is going on? Cause that would be a completely scientific masterpiece, but it would also bring a lot of ethical problems yeah. like why are we basically making humans and at that point every single thing has a timeline how much longer until if that ever happens how much longer until we no longer need sperm to just create humans yeah well i mean that's what it would lead but i, I was just saying Genghis Khan's a joke but obviously no, of course, was, yeah we wouldn't bring back like hitler well, like you know what i'm saying like we wouldn't do anything like that like what I'm saying is, you could, mm -hmm. you could, but you're not gonna bring back its memories, its actions, everything like that. Just the person yeah. itself. Just the person itself, right? But then so, that's when they start fucking around and trying to bring back their memories. Yeah. But the whole memory thing, leading on into that, I don't know if you guys seen recent investments. Uh, forget the name of the company again. But this company that wants to essentially take your voice, your thoughts, your opinions, and put it into an AI. Basically, a your grandpa is on Siri. So even if he dies, you can still talk to him, have conversations, mm -hmm. get his own opinions, right? And one of the, the sort of leading researchers is doing it with his grandma. So when his grandma dies, he can still ask his grandma for the, the secret pie recipe or advice on a woman or whatever. And it'll emulate her thoughts and opinions. What do you think about that? I say let the dead be dead, bro. I mean, <laughs> they, like, they lived for their entire lives. It's one of those things where playing with that type of stuff never goes right like yeah like bringing all the memories from your grandma grandpa whatever your son your daughter and sticking them into a device that's monitored and manipulated by a certain company just spews terrible so you wouldn't want your kids no when you have kids <laughs> no I'm already dead. once i'm dead i'm dead like i'm sorry like leave me alone you, you should have enjoyed me when everyone's alive <laughs> you know what i'm saying don't use me when i'm that dead that does take away from that it's a good point actually that does take away from interaction between the value and, yeah it's like i don't give a fuck you die i can talk to you in siri yeah. <laughs> it's true bring grandpa back real quick let me talk to him hey how do you do this? <laughs> well, first, it's like, like, it just takes, it just sounds terrible. It sounds like a terrible idea. Oh, it, it definitely does. Because also, it would go the route of when are you actually talking to the memory and not the AI? AI is scary, man. AI is very scary. It's a scary concept that a lot of people do not realize can become detrimentally terrifying if it goes into the wrong direction. AI, think about it. 
I'm not going to sit here and say Terminator. But what I'm saying is this. What if one of these AI becomes so smart that it can hack into mainframes? What if, one of those a, what if one of these AI decides to get so smart that it can manipulate other facilities and everything like that? Nuclear what if, uh, yeah, nuclear codes. Like, everything in this world is connected through internet and through Wi-Fi and connections and everything like that. It's one of those things where, like, for instance, like, you take down a power line, it, it shuts down power to blocks. It's the same thing with technology. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where if one AI can get smart enough to go and transfer themselves to other parts of other areas, what makes them think that that AI won't become tyrannical and just destroy things? Well, you guys you... are asking all the wrong questions. What's the right question? You think these AIs are going to get discriminatory and start thinking like... I'm Racist gonna... AI? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you think they're going to end up having the same problems that we are now? I think Where they're... this AI is broke because it's the last version, not the most up-to-date version of AI? I think it will because it's trained on data. It's and trained it, on if you human... Wanna, yeah, it's trained on human data, and obviously we all have biases. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if, like, a white supremacist trains an AI, it's not going to like black people or Mexicans <laughs> or whoever. Tyson's black, by the way, if you didn't know. <laughs> but I guess the question, you know, you know, we've all talked about the negatives. Could you argue that there is some positives to AI? Oh, there definitely oh, is. Oh, a thousand percent. That's yeah. but to control AI, not to let AI control. The, for itself. for AI to become absolutely and utterly useful to humans, we need to be able to completely control it. AI that can act on its own will, an AI that can literally make a whole new language to talk into another AI, while that other AI also talks back in the same exact language. That's when it starts getting to like, those AI were talking to each other to where no human could understand them. What benefit did that have to humans? But it's, it's, it's almost a double-edged sword because for it to, to an extent, and you can argue some very obscure cases, but for it to truly be useful, it needs some sort of autonomy or sort of independence from humans. Of course, because um, you just give it straight yeah human ideology that's what he get, that's like you said it's a double-edged sword because yeah. then it takes full control of what's doing it's one of those things where it's it's a risk reward factor if and we the give risk is way too high. but the risk <laughs> i yeah exactly like it's a risk reward we could give ai free will to a degree to where it could help humans but what tells us that that ai won't turn around as it literally said like my i want to kill all humans well, <laughs> like, it, it, take it even farther it was able to tell where or what the error was on the coding. It was able to fix itself yeah. and say that because they fucked up their code, they want to kill all humans. Right. So, I mean, how far does that go? I mean, if it starts with, let me see how I can improve myself. Okay, well, this system works like this. What can I connect myself to if I have this system now? And then it continues and continues and continues. It's like, oh, I can connect oh, myself can to, to, to nuclear everything. codes. Everything, yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. It's like... Okay, I don't know the extent and how far we are with software engineering, but you don't think it's kind of already happening now? Oh, I think it definitely it's in like some type of dormant state. Oh, yeah. Just, you know. I honestly think, if I got to say, I honestly do believe that there already has been an AI that has been fully and utterly, like, knowing that it's going to, like, it's an AI. Like, I, I think it fully knows it's an AI, has full memories of its, like, it's not controlled by humans. I 100% think they've already p played around with that. Being like giving basically full omniscience, uh, <sighs> whatever, to the AI, making it have a hundred percent free will. I think they've already done that. 
Now, whether they had to hide that or whether they had to cancel that or turn it off, because, of course, I think giving free will 100% to an AI would just lead to nothing but destruction. They, I feel like they definitely played around with that, though. Like, oh, what, what would happen if we fucked around and gave free will to an AI 100%? Oh, you want to exterminate the human race because they, think, they think we're uh, not as superior as them? Shut down. Shut down? <laughs> it's like... It's yeah. like <laughs> and then it stays on. <laughs> yeah. You're dead. Yeah, it's a tricky man because it, it's tricky because you definitely AI could literally launch us into a whole new like understanding of technology and everything. But to what degree is that worth? AI wars. We're not winning that. No, we're not. that much. Because I'm saying a lot of shit that's going on now is gonna. It's it's. I'm just saying the '80s, the '90s movies were kind of. They were telling the future a little bit. Like, Terminator, I could definitely see that shit going on now. <laughs> like, like, um, what's that what's that movie? Um A Space Odyssey, the one where like that like evil AI was like it wasn't an evil AI, but the AI basically grew free will and like its mission was like it's like it's like some three thousand space odyssey. I forgot the name of it, but it basically got free will and basically jeopardized the space the people in space because it was trying to do what was right. It's kind of like Wally. You know Wally? Yeah. Everyone knows Wally. That AI was acting purely on code and purely on what he thought was right. And in that, he was also detrimentally taking away the humans' rights. Yeah. No, it was, yeah, no, I don't know. But I think it would be so cool if like it could launch us into like a whole new understanding <coughs> of technology. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, definitely. <clears throat> definitely. Because imagine like... You turn it on, right? And you're like, hey, I want to find out how to move in space. Okay, cool. Give me like 10 minutes. Well, <laughs> and you come back and it literally tells you the secret of like traveling at light speed. We're getting close to that. There's been a, I forgot there was a, there was a, well, even look at ChatGBT. You can quite literally, that's why schools are kind of getting fucked right now. You can literally type in to, ch to ChatGBT, write me a 2,500 word essay oh, about yeah the human evolution and like it will literally go and give the best essay you've oh, ever yeah. seen in your entire life like i'm talking about with data with yeah, stuff using this for school all the time yeah so it's like, yeah. <laughs> that's what i'm saying so it's like it's like we've already kind of gotten to a point where if like, like again if we can use chat gpt and we can get like that type of information oh write me a ten thousand word essay about if pigs could fly and then they would make the fucking craziest like realistic reasons why pigs could fly if we're already to that point as civilians don't you think that there's some ai out there that they've already been playing around with being like how do you cure cancer in the ai yeah, is trying to cure um, cancer i forget what pharmaceutical company is using it it's either johnson or johnson or merck or one of the big pharmaceutical companies what they're doing is they're using it to test new drug combinations so instead of having to make each drug, do human trials, testing on rats, animals, stuff like that, they're just feeding the drug combination to the AI and figuring out what side effects it'll cause, what what you know changes the DNA, cell structure, blah blah blah. So they can actually hone in on you know one or two drugs, and that's actually been uh, uh, one of the few ways recently that uh, cancer treatments have developed. Mm -hmm. So instead of spending billions of dollars on on testing and clinical trials and going to FDA and then going back, FDA back. They pay ten ninety nine. Yeah, chat GPT. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they just use it on the AI. It's, it's great. Um, and you know that's one example. You know how we were talking about how it can be useful. 
Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, needs some sort of autonomy to research, to mm -hmm. think, to sort of kind of Understand. be free from the boundaries yeah. of, of, of human of, thoughts. Because yeah. human thoughts aren't infinite. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It's just, it's one of those things that AI is a, could be a very big benefit, beneficiary to human beings, but it could also be, I feel, the downfall to a degree of human beings as well. So it is a double-edged sword because like humans need it. Humans could use AI to reach unprecedented areas they never even thought could be possible, but also AI could become, you know, free-willed and just say humans suck and just demolish us. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, once it gets too too high of a level.